This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda. Uh, guys, let's do housekeeping real quick. How you guys doing? You guys having a good week so far? Any great news? Any fantastic things happening in your life? Let me know. Um, so support the show. Bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show. Shout out to my Patreon subscribers. Uh, without y'all, these shows wouldn't be possible. Uh, have a special treat for you again on Friday. So I can't wait for that news and gossip. Uh, shout out to the live chat. Woohoo, live chat. Woohoo. Uh, the Family Chantel, season three, episode four, Finding Your Roots. This, you know, I just have to tell you guys, I love the show. I love the drama of the show. I feel like the drama is like the sadness, the happiness, and Mama Karen is my favorite with all of her sayings. Like, I just, I can't get enough of her. So, Pedro, as we know, is in New York City, and uh, he's video chatting with Chantel in the hotel room, and he's saying how he got in this fight with Alejandro, and Alejandro was like, I'm stronger than you, and I can kick your butt, and woo, 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 and Pedro's like, I didn't want to punch him in his pretty boy face, died of laughter. So the first five seconds out the gate, you guys, I was dying of laughter because Pedro now has his own little sayings that I think are cute as well. So tells her all about the fight and it was like, F you, F your mother, your mama, your mama, your mama this. And they got into a whole thing. And Pedro's like, yeah, he put hands on me. He tried to put me to the floor. And I was like, tried to put you to the floor. Uh, I distinctly recall that he actually got you to the floor and you were on bottom and he was on top and you were able to like Muay Thai out of it and get yourself out of there. So he didn't try, Pedro. He actually did. But potato, potato. So then uh, he also tells her about the gift that he brought. And the thing is, you know, guys, I didn't know. I didn't remember from that from last episode that he actually threw. That's what brought Pedro back to the fight is that he threw the gift at Pedro. And what I think is interesting that in all the fight, he threw the gift at you, but you, what did you do? Pick it up and you took it back to your hotel room. So 
I was not the only one that was curious to know what he got you because you were obviously clearly curious or you wouldn't have taken it with you. Like you didn't want to open it, but you were curious to know what it was. So he tells Chantel that, yeah, he bought this gift and they threw it at me and he didn't open it until now. And then we find out again, died of laughter that remember last season, how on, and even still this season, but Alejandro has that beard that looks like, like he's painted it on. So he bought beard color for Pedro, and I think it's hilarious. Hey, C. Deliso. Hey, Stevie. Hey. Um, and so Chantel was all concerned. She's like, you know, I'm glad you're okay. That was super dangerous to be fighting in the streets of New York City. Um, but did you win? Which would be the question that I, I would ask too. But but did you win? Like, I'm not for violence. You should never put your hands on anybody. But did you win? So, and then we go on Winter and Jaw. Now, I'm confused. So, you guys let me know as well. So, Winter and Jaw had date night. And the last time we saw them last episode, they were on the date. And she was having a fight with them. And he, hey, Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey. And he didn't remember that he proposed to her. I have so many thoughts about this. But we fast forward. It's after their date night, and is she not mad at John anymore? Did they communicate and talk it through? Because now they're in a car on their way to meet the family, and the confusion, and we need to talk about this, y'all. The confusion was when he proposed the first time, it was with a promise ring. Now, versus an engagement ring. Now, here's the thing, you guys, which I just think is ridiculous in this day and age and you know i know it was like seven years ago or however long ago because they've been together for like six seven years we're still putting up promise rings what is that a promise it's a promise to be married right isn't that what a promise ring is for i promise that sometime in the future i will marry you so that's probably why winter thought that job proposed because isn't that what a promise ring is for now, here's the other thing. Do we do we do promise rings anymore? Like I've never I've just never personally thought that they should be a thing. Cuz you're so you're promising me in the future that you want to be with me but not right now. And then you're going to buy another ring that's going to say that we're going to be together forever. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So, that's what it was. So, Jaw apologizes, says like he was immature back then. His mindset was off and Rivers, it's not River, Winter is super offended by it. Michelle says, some people still buy promise rings. Like, I just, I don't get it, Michelle. I don't, I don't get it. What's the purpose? Because you're basically doubly saying that, hey, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. But for the promise ring, I just don't want to be with you right now for the rest of my life. And then if you break up, you broke the promise. Like, I gotta make it make sense. Oh, see, Delisa says it's a promise to be true to you. Okay. But then, so I need a ring on my finger that's going to promise that you're going to be true to me. You should just be true to me if you're, you're with me. Like, yes, I'm like, Michelle, I'd rather have an engagement ring. Like, save your pennies, 
add the promise ring to money to the money that you're going to get the engagement ring. And then when you're ready and I'm ready, <laughs> let's just combine that money together and get a bigger ring. How about that? Anyways, what I think is good about this couple is that they communicate. So, hey, Vanessa girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Vanessa says, that's the problem when you don't use diamonds. Things get confusing. Listen, just, just buy a diamond solitaire ring. Do the engagement one time and call it a day. Keep it pushing. The rest is too extra. and I think it's unnecessary. But if you have a different opinion and you're watching the replay, definitely let me know in the comments. Uh, so they're communicating through their issues. Winter says that she's absolutely forgiven him, uh, but she wants to make sure that they're taking the relationship seriously because she's tired of everything else. And she just wants them to be together or not together. All the rest of it is, is, is too much for her. So then we go to mama, mama Karen. And the thing that was kind of sad to me, you guys, because you know, I, I often hear it, just the history of, of America and African-Americans specifically and not really knowing their roots because of slavery. It just makes me sad. It does. It really makes me sad. So Karen finds out that her great-great-grandparents possibly have a plantation named after them, as well as they have a lake that ha bears their name. And so there was something about like 27 slaves. Um, and so she wanted to know the history of it and, and if she has actually family in the area. And we find out in this episode that her dad passed last year. Um, and so she's really wanting to know more about her family roots and her family history. And so we also find out that Karen's a big history buff. And the thing that I thought was funny is that Karen, we find out from River, used to read River's, you know, high school history books and one time even did his history homework. But he's like, we both failed. <laughs> so Winter and Job pull up to the house and it was awkward, awkward all across the board. Now, I don't understand Chantel's disdain like, why is she so angry towards Ja? He made a mistake. You guys outed him for the mistake. Clearly, your sister wants to still be with him. So if she's happy and he treats her right, then what exactly is your issue? So they're going to go on this family trip to South Carolina and learn more about their history. And she's like, so is Ja coming or is he just like dropping you off? Because, you know, there's no room for him. Awkward silence, right? And what I loved about Jaw, you guys, is that they're st staring him down and he was staring them right back down. Like, you're not going to intimidate me. My woman invited me and I'm here to support her. He's not saying all of this, but he's just the dagger stare. The whole family's just staring, thinking like, what, do you, what is that going to do? He's not going to go away. But the thing that I think is interesting, y'all, is that I don't know. I feel like Winter should stand up a little bit more. Like, you're the one that's in the situation. You brought this man in. You know your fa how your family acts and how they're going to be. And they're not really accepting, like, no new friends like Dre. So you have to, I always say, if you're going to be with someone, 
your partners and you have to support your partner. And that should be your, especially if you're married, I know they're not married, but if you are married, then a unified front. And I don't think she does that enough. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think that she does that enough? Cause I feel like she, he gets like daggers and tack left, right and center. And she just sits there. It's very odd to me. Like stand up. It's your family. Like, Hey, you know what? Don't talk to my man like that. Or it's, it, it's, not appropriate that you say this or that or this or that but say something so that he feels supported and not just this lone wolf being attacked it's confusing so Chantel's like this is a family trip and I didn't realize that we were totally doing a plus one I thought it was just for the family and Winter's like no just coming with us and then there was like an idea like girls in one car and the guys in another car that was shot down immediately, if not sooner. And Winter's like, no, we're just going to drive our own car and we'll follow you there. Now this episode, you guys, Thomas said the most that I've ever seen in all three seasons. He talked the most this episode. I was like, Oh, here's Thomas. Stevie says, I agree. She needs to stand up more. Side note, I saw Drake was in Long Beach and I immediately thought of you. Drake needs to come over to my house is what Drake needs to do. Stop playing around in, in Long Beach. So anyways, they drive to South Carolina and Chantel's in the car and she's like flaming the, the fire. She's the biggest hater of Jaw and I just still don't get it. She's like, yeah, he's stepping into our family events and he's not even family. And why is he here? And why is he tagging along? And River, the voice of reason, all of a sudden is like, well, what is it that you want? He stays away. You guys complain. He comes and you guys complain. Like, what is it that you want? And it's funny because Thomas is like, yeah, I agree with River. What is it that you want? The two women are complaining about Job being the worst and he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing this. But meanwhile, when he does what you want, you're still complaining. So like, what is it? And guess what? Chantel doesn't know. She's like, uh, I don't, I guess I don't know what I want. I guess what I want is for him to call first. Well, why would he call and who would he call? And for what permission? Is he supposed to call Mama Karen and say, hey, is it okay if I tag along to this family event that I was invited to? by a family member that I'm dating. That doesn't make sense. Um, so they're in the car and then we get the first of Karen's or one of Karen's great sayings. She's like, there is a disturbance in the forest and I feel it bubbling. What? What do you, what do you say exactly? Are you, are you saying that you're upset by this situation? Because that's how I'm going to interpret it. But I love the way it came out. So um, then we jump over to Pedro and his dad in New York City, right? So Pedro wants answers. And so he meets with his cousin from his dad's side, Narika. Yes, Stevie. Karen brings it every time. I... I Dear Karen, Linda from The Melanated Way really wants you to come on her show and just have an interview. I think you'd laugh, I'd laugh. 
we'd all laugh and have a great time. So Karen, you have an open invitation uh, to come on the show. So come on the show. Hey, Faith. Hey, girl. Hey. So he meets with, Pedro meets with Eureka at like a diner or whatever, right? And we find out a little bit about the history of the family where Nicole was on social media and Eureka reached out to her and then found her on social media. But they found out like, hey, is your last name this? Yes, my last name is this. Is your dad this? Yes, my dad's this. Oh, we're related. And then that's it. Nicole kind of lost interest and didn't pursue it because she doesn't care anymore because her dad hasn't been around her whole life. So she's like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know anything about this. So I'm not going to pursue it. But Pedro still has questions. And he finds out that the dad looks, Nicole looks exactly like an identical twin of the dad. Same nose, same eyes, same mouth. And then we find out that Pedro and Nicole also have two half brothers. And this was the sad part. So one called Junior and one called Jonathan. And we find out that Junior is the exact same name as Pedro Jr. So they're both named Pedro Jose Jr. Same name. And Pedro's so sad about this. He's like, we have the freaking same name. That name belongs to his brother, he says, and not to him. And then Pedro's like, that doesn't make sense. And then Pedro Sr., we find out, never mentioned another family. Nakura knew nothing about this family. And so I have a theory, y'all. Okay? Hear me out. When he asked, did our dad ever mention us? And Nakria said, no, no one knew anything about another family. This is my theory. Okay. It came to me in that moment, you guys. And you guys know from watching my show how I am with my theory. So here is the theory. I think that Lydia, Pedro and Nicole's mom, was the side chick. I think that she knew that Pedro Sr. was married. And I think that she knew that not only was he married, that he had a family. Okay. And so I think that's part of the reason why Lydia never wanted to talk about it. She never allowed the kids to meet their dad very often, like every time he came over. Because remember, a couple episodes ago, when Pedro's like, Yeah, I only seen him a few times. He'd come home, come over to the house or the apartment, and then Lydia would make the kids go into the room because guess what? She was having a booty call. Totally makes sense to me. She absolutely was the side chick. She didn't want to have the reputation of being a homewrecker. And dude was probably like, yeah, you know, I'll get with you. Because you know how they the cheaters will promise, hey, I'm going to, I'll do this, I'll do that. But he was never intending to leave his family ever. And he never did leave his family. And that's why I also think too, that Pedro is named after his dad because the dad was like my firstborn. My firstborn should be Pedro. You know what I mean? Just like me. Or the the only other part of this, or Lydia named Pedro Pedro because of her devotion to this relationship that she was the side chick. That's my theory. Christina said she knew it's why she wants more for Nicole facts. 
Facts. Hey, Kimberly. Uh, and Wadella says, for sure she was the side chick. Lydia thought he would leave his family and come to her. See, that's exactly what it is. So we're all on the same page. And the terrible thing of it all, you guys, is the fact that she kept her kids away from their father. And I think that I'm going to go on Legends that she, she did it because she was trying to protect her own, like, her name. She didn't want her kids to know that she was the side chick, homewrecker, sleeping with a married man. Do you know what I mean? So that's my theory. So, cause no one knew about the other family. Pedro senior was never around and he probably was like, Hey, can you imagine you guys? I can just picture it in my head. She's like, Hey, you know, I'm pregnant. You know, are you finally going to leave your, your wife? And he'd be like, no, I'm not. And he probably didn't want her to have kids because she she was just the side chick. Because he had, because you know, some people, when they cheat and they have a whole separate family, they still like support the family a little bit as much as they can. But he was like not having any of it. And it makes me so sad because you can see the pain in Pedro's eyes, the tears in his eyes and him literally, you can see him trying to think and and work it out in his mind. It's just so sad. And yeah, Stevie's like, that's why she hates Alejandro so much, another married man. Exactly. Going back to what you guys said, she wants more for Lydia. She wants more for Nicole. So then this is like the knife in the back. So Nakura was like, you know, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry that you had that experience where, uh, you know, your dad was not a part of your life, but I've known him to be a wonderful uncle, a good dad. Every Sunday, he took the whole, all the family, the uncles, the cousins, the kids, the whole family went to the beach. They had beach days and you could just see, oh, Pedro just, oh, Pedro just was like so sad. And then he's like, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand why he wasn't there for us. You know, in his whole life, he only saw his dad five times. And to camera, you guys, his eyes were all red. He started crying. He's like, you know, he's just so hurt. Called his dad a piece of coward person. And he was like, what's wrong with us? I don't understand the situation. He was never there for us. Like, I get that you're saying he's this wonderful father of the world, but he was not the father of the world to us. And that is so sad, you guys. Like the damage that does, right? And the abandonment issues that creates and like the anger that you hold inside because you're like this whole person who I shared DNA with who brought me into this world I don't know anything about them. And they, you know, they're not saying that they, you know, love us and want to be with us or any of the things, like no effort. It's very, very sad. Um, so then Pedro tries to ask Nakura, like, why did he never take responsibility and own up to his mistakes? Like, I don't understand that. And Nakura's like, that's a question you have to ask him. But she says, you know, God's timing is perfect. And I know one day you'll meet the entire family, like this side of the family, and you will meet your dad. And Pedro's like, well, can you get contact? Can you imagine having to ask someone to get contact information for the father that abandoned you? 
like was the dad never even so yeah okay he says you know what i want nothing to do with you ever but was he never curious in his life you know what i mean and the other thing that i was thinking so dad because you know how sometimes okay for example there's a lot of this um in entertainment so you have like a kid that grows up to be whatever he's let's use drake for example right drake gets raised by a single mom then drake gets famous and then his dad appears right and so there's that whole like reconciliation all the things but my question is so the dad obviously living in new york city sees that your son is on an international reality show you don't have questions you don't reach out and be like just curious it's weird right weird it's weird so um pedro's here for it he wants the contact information because he has more questions now we'll go back to south carolina and i want to i want to put this so this all makes me sad and i i just think it's just sad um they're sitting there and they're waiting for the historian i was gonna i was thinking if i'm gonna say it now but i'm gonna say it later so they're waiting for the historian and Chantel is like all pissy still super mad and i'm just curious like why are you still bothered he's already here jaw's already here he can't go anywhere because you guys drove out of state so like suck it up like why are you so mad Chantel like for what and mama Karen starts talking about how the family has usury problems she's like there's a lot of usury problems going on around here we seem to be attracting a whole lot of users into our family and then they do this flashback you guys and the flashback had me cracking up so the first one was the Pedro flashback where the family, you guys remember the season where Karen like came to the apartment of Pedro and Chantel and Karen's like, you think my daughter is a store, but guess what? Nothing's for sale. This is not a business like fruit of the loom. What does that even mean? Right? So that was hilarious because that's when you guys remember that the family hated Pedro so much. They thought uh, Pedro was using or Pedro was using Chantel and using her to get his family over and to pay for everything, all the things. So you remember that. That was usury number one. Usury number two, we flash back to the Philippines and Anjanette and Chantel talking about fishing. We're fishing for Americans. Um, and you know, it's a scam because all they're trying to do is get money out of men and our men. That's the second usury, right? Now, Karen believes she can change the trajectory of the life of her family. She's going to cut off the usury and the spirit of usury. And she, that is why she's going into her family history. Now, 
you guys, she's not wrong. If you think about it, like she's not wrong. Right. So we had to learn about Pedro. Pedro, we find out was in, in it for love. But when we first met him, that question was out there. Like, is he in it for the, like, you keep talking about coming to America, but you're also saying that Lydia um, and Nicole have to come with you. So there was that question. And then the whole Anjanette, that was a question too, right? Meeting on Facebook and then finding out there was other men that she was talking to, all the thing. But guess what, you guys? It's not over. So I don't think that Karen trying to get rid of the spirit, what did she call the spirit of, of usury and liars. Yeah. Because here comes, guess who? Megan. Megan's on. It's, it's, it's River's turn now. This girl right here, you want to talk about the spirit of usury. I'm going to talk all about it on Friday with you guys on News and Gossip. Let me not talk shit right now. But I'm just saying, Karen's not wrong. So, uh, they met with the history of uh, historian Dan Aldridge. And then you guys noticed that, or is it a, a Southern accent thing? But I kept hearing him say Canaan instead of Karen. And he'd said it twice and I rewound it. And I was like, does he not know her name or is that like a southern twang and i'm just missing it did you guys hear that too it was weird to me now um my disclaimer is i'm from canada born and raised my parents are directly from africa ghana so like i know my family history and i feel sad for a lot of african americans who don't know their family history um it, it does it makes me very sad so i'm going to try to cover what Dan, professor of history and Africana studies at Davidson College said. Uh, but it was a little hard for me to follow even what he was saying too. But the the bottom line, it's hard to trace your ancestry for African-Americans in America because there's no records, right? There's, the, there's no records to the slave names to directly trace back to your ancestry, which I just think is very, very sad. It's so sad. So, however, there was Thomas Wiley II, who was a slave owner. And he names this George Wiley, who they called a Negro boy at 15 years old in his will. So, when Thomas Wiley II passed away, George Wiley inherited some like 40 acres of property. Now, their great grandfather is James P. Wiley, where they then found the direct line that James P. Wiley and George Wiley were related. Um, and so that's that's why they actually do have a family history and a family tree in that area. And I just think it's really sad. I think it's sad. I think that, I don't know, you guys, like just to rob someone of their history, like I feel like I'm going to cry. And here's why, you guys. I feel like I can't imagine not knowing 
my like where I'm from or and like if I have a question I ask my mom like so who and who and who and who and you know my mom has a ton of brothers and sisters my dad has a ton of brothers and sisters and to you listen you guys my family has so many children in the background like I literally am the the black sheep of the family because not married and no kids but you know 10 on this side another nine on this side and right so sometimes it's impossible to know all of your families super intimately but you do know them and i think that not being able to ask anyone that question you know can you imagine the i guess what i'm saying is the the trauma that creates i just i know first of all dopey thanks for the super sticker and second of all yeah i am gonna cry because i feel bad I, I know people that don't know that where they're from. And when I'm, when I ask the question, like even being able and Maydella maybe can back me up on this. I don't know if it's true or not, but even being able to do like one of those DNA ancestor ancestry kits or whatever, because of this history, since there was no record because people you know, prior to 1865, didn't think that Black people were real people, then there's not going to be that same ancestry. Do you know what I mean? I think it's sad. So I think that it's good that uh, Karen is trying to find out her history because she even said, see, Radella said, I am one of them. I've been trying to find info on my great grandmother very sad i'm such if you guys didn't know this i'm such a weakling i cried at everything so ignore ignore this okay so they're sitting and the one thing i did notice about karen that actually allowed me to start laughing a little bit is that karen mama karen do you need glasses because why are you carrying a magnifying glass everywhere you go? So I noticed that when she's looking at the photos, she has a magnifying glass. And I also noticed it when they went to dinner that she was looking at the menu with the magnifying glass. And so was Thomas, by the way. I'm like, do you need, do you need glasses? Like, or are you like the inspector? I don't get it. So Karen does say, you know, if you don't know who you are, you're not free. And that's a powerful statement, right? That's a really powerful statement. So um, Karen goes to Cameron and says, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for the family. I want a family to know who they are so that they are, are free to be who they are. And says, you know, Ja came on this trip with us and he should know exactly how I feel about users and losers. So he needs to choose what he wants to do. Does he want to be a user and a loser? Or does he want to prove himself and be part of our family? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mama Karen. Go ahead. So we fast forward to the Dominican Republic. It's Nicole. Nicole's all upset about this screenshot. So Alejandro, she got sent by the woman, which girls do all the time, you guys. Not girls only. I think people do all the time when they're being shady. When you're being shady and it's not going the way you want, 
you usually out the other person because you want the other person to be hurt just like you. It's very manipulative. However, she was sent screenshots from the girl that Alejandro was talking to and he was inviting her to New York City. Now, I, I have the screenshot because I want to talk about this. It's very odd. Okay, so she's meeting with Karima and she's telling Karima how they're fighting and they're kind of like no longer together or she doesn't know what to do because she was sent this screenshot where the girl's like, you should come to Texas. And he's like, no, you should come to New York. It's better. And then she's like, I'll try my best with the heart emoji. And so uh, why are you texting other girls? Now, you guys, the part that they didn't talk about and the part that had my attention more than this, oh, you come to Texas. No, you come to New York. Is the, the next part where she says to Alejandro, I'm supposed to get my settlement money soon. Means I can come visit. First of all, y'all, first of all, side chick 101, okay? If you're about to be the side chick, what you're not about to do is pay for your own friggin' trip to go see the dude that is already a cheater. So this dude who's married and has a girlfriend and now wants to have a third side chick come visit, you're going to be the third side chick and you're going to pay for your own ticket to be that? What's Who's the prize? How is he a prize? He's not even single times one, times two, and now times three. And you're going to wait for whatever settlement it was, whatever it was. You're going to wait for that chunk of change so that you can go pay and then be with this fool. Have you lost your mind? You better go read Side Chick 101. Like if you're going to put yourself in that position and be a side chick, then be a proper side chick. Or just don't be that person. Don't be a person that cheats. And then when you don't get what you want, don't be the person that cheated and then goes to the person that doesn't know about the cheating and say, hey, look what your, your person is doing with me. How about just not have done it in the beginning? Anyhow, I thought that was very, very interesting that, you know, has nothing to do with anything. But I was like, oh, so she's going to pay for a trip to go see this fool? Not the one. Wouldn't be me. So she's saying all of this to Karima. And Nicole, you can see that she's like hesitating a little bit. And Karima's like, you know, he's a liar. He's a cheater. He's a manipulator. Look at all the things that he's done up until this point. He doesn't even support you. He didn't support your breast surgery, none of it. And he just fought with your brother, all the things. And what? So did you break up with him? And Nicole's like, practically. And Kermit's like, what do you mean practically? Either you broke up with him or you didn't. She's like, well, you know, I stopped answering his calls. And Kareem is like, you know, you're blinded by love, but you need to wake up. You need to wake up and break it off with this dude because he is not the one. So then Nicole tells her about the fight with Alejandro and Pedro and how Pedro, she says, was being disrespectful. And I was like, Pedro? Didn't the fight start because Alejandro did your mama? Your mama ain't shit and you ain't shit. Isn't it that? And any son is going to always stick up for his mother no matter what. So 
I don't see how Pedro's being disrespectful. But then she compares it to Chantel and how Chantel always calls her a bitch and a prostitute and all the things which Chantel does do. Um, and she's like, and so if we're going to talk about disrespect, she does all of that to me and I've never even touched a bit of her hair. And I was like, well, I don't think it's the same situation at all. And yes, Chantel is disrespectful to you, but guess what? You're just as disrespectful to her. I think it, it's a, you guys are on equal territory. Dopey dope. I like cheating. Wow. You're on your own. You're on your own with that one. And so Karima doesn't want to hear it. Karima's like, you need to end this relationship, period. And you guys, I don't know how many red flags need to be there, but when your family, your mom is saying, no, nah, I don't like this dude. Your best friend is saying, no, nah, I don't like this dude. Your brother's saying, no, nah, I don't like this dude. Like, I don't know how many red flags you need. And you have even seen how he hasn't been supportive of some of your choices. So what is it that you're holding on to? Is it because... Like she said, well, you know, he's like my dream guy. Is it because he's the pretty boy and the outside package matches what you want? Because guess what? The inside package is what you're going to need for longevity. So then we go back to South Carolina. We're at dinner. Um, Chantel and Winter are in their matching leopard outfits. Karen didn't get the memo. And so she's a little bit upset about that. And Karen asks about, you know, what did you think, Joe, of all of this? He said, you know, this is, I thought it was interesting. This is the type of conversations that I like to have. And everyone's just kind of looking at him and they're putting Jaw on the spot again. And so River's like saying, I'm not sure why Jaw's here. Like, why would you be on this family trip? You know, why didn't Winter tell us you were coming? You know, this our great, our grandfather just recently passed. So it's all still fresh. And this kind of shook the vibe of, of our experience. He said today, because we didn't know you were coming. Jaws like, you know, it's about respect. He's like, I wanted to respect a, I wanted to be here to support my girlfriend of six years. And B he passed away. Your grandfather passed away on my birthday. So I just wanted to pay my respect to him and to the family. That made sense to me. Uh, so it didn't make sense to them. They're like, why now though? Like, why now? Why do you want to do it now? And we've known you for like six years. Well, not really have known you, but you've been around for six years. Like, why now are you making the effort? My answer to that is he's making the efforts because he wants to marry winter and so this is going to be his family and before he wasn't making that commitment in his mind so he didn't have to deal with y'all he's just like hey that's your crazy family you're my you're my girlfriend but you're not my wife i don't need to deal with your family if i don't want to you know i think that that was his mindset so when they asked why now he's like you know i didn't feel it was natural to be around you uh you guys because of my he said heritage and belief now, I was going to look up this Nazarene business. Does anyone know anything about it? Because I don't know anything about it. So I can't really talk too much except for what I heard here. I don't know anything about it. I just know that he said that they fo follow the Bible. Um, and they follow high holy days. Um, and that 
pork shrimp is paganism. Easter's paganism, apparently, to him. Christmas and Thanksgiving are all pagan days, he says. Um, and so being around the family Chantel, according to Jaw, is contrary to his walk and his walk with his Nazarene way of life. So they're going to order some food and, you know, Chantel uh, is going to order something with shrimp in it. And <laughs> he's like, you know, what did he say? Did I write it down? Cause it was really freaking funny. Oh yeah. If you eat a bottom feeder, you think like a bottom feeder, right? So there was that whole thing that was going to go down and they take offense to everything that he's saying, like everything. And they're like, you know what? You've really influenced the way that Winter interacts with our family. And then they flash back to the ugly Christmas sweater photo shoot where Winter's like, I don't celebrate Christmas. So I don't want to do this. I don't want to wear the thing. And they get in a big fight again with Chantel. And so now they're putting two and two together. Like, oh, Jaws influencing the way winter is living her life and they don't like it and why do they not like it like Chantel said in this episode she didn't like it because she's known winter her whole life and they have their own way of doing things they have their own way of doing things and Chantel likes it that way so when it gets switched up she ain't having it that's what I said Christine uh, Christina's like, why does winter sit there quietly? It drives me crazy. Like, stand up and say something. You let your family attack him. And if you want to be, we're a unit together, and this is supposed to be your future fiance, then you guys need to have a unified front. It's you and your family now that should be the priority. So you and your man are, are a new unit, and you and your family can be an, a different unit. But when push comes to shove, you're supposed to support your partner because that's your life partner. Don't know. So anyways, um, Chantel's a little confused. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact that Winter's going, being influenced by Jaw. She's like, yeah, Winter told us she was kosher. And then Jaw's like, no, we're not kosher. And we just follow a biblical diet. And that's when the whole shrimp thing comes up again. And eat like a bottom feeder, you think like a bottom feeder. And she, Karen was like, who are you saying this to? Wait a damn minute. I, I know I'm not a bottom feeder and I know that you're not calling me or my family a bottom feeder and was about to go off. And then Chantel was like, and we don't even know anything about you and your history. And Jaws like, you know what? Let's just celebrate our differences. How about that? I thought he handled himself right, correctly in that moment. Because, you know, the daggers were coming and he was. Now, do I 100% get like a honest vibe from John? Not at all. Not at all. I don't have that vibe from him. But I appreciate the fact that he stands up for himself. Because he, you know, just like Pedro... Pedro went through a lot to be with Chantel and now he's happy that, you know, the heat's off of him. But just like 
River said Chantel doesn't like change and she doesn't like change because River thinks that she feels that it means that you're saying that you're better than her and it's her own insecurity. Could be, could not be, I don't know. That kind of does make sense though, right? Like why are you, why are you doing all this and why does everyone go through it, right? So anyone new, it's like, I guess the testing time, but if it was first Pedro, Pedro wasn't going to be good enough. Now, um, Angelina, Angelina, Angelique, Angelina is not good enough. And now Jaw's not good enough. And I can't wait till Megan shows up because she's definitely not going to be good enough. So like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like a ritual or a rite of passage. I don't know. But he's standing up for himself. C. Cruz says, River was the only voice of reason, though, when he said, so do you want him to come around or do you want him to come around? That, yeah, I agree. I said the same thing earlier, C. Cruz. You and I are on the same page. So that's the, the episode. I want to see, you know, can we just fast forward to when we meet Pedro's dad? Because that's what I'm really waiting for. And I, I want to see what that looks like. I And I hope that they filmed it. Christina says, Mama Karen is going to suss Megan out. Facts, Christina. Those are pure facts. Facts. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to go with Jaw and Winter. There's something about him that's like, I don't know. Just like Karen said, I'm going to kind of keep my good eye on you. And, you know, actions speak louder than words. And Jaw's not for it. He's like, you know what? I'm kind of cool on them. I'm kind of cool. I didn't appreciate what she said. I didn't appreciate what she did and how they treated me. And, you know, he's not wrong. However, I always say when you marry someone, you marry them and their family. So he's going to either have to, like, get used to it or not or pull a royal and just be like, Cut them off. No. Whatever the case may be, we'll find out. Guys, have an amazing rest of Tuesday. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow for a special edition show. I'm trying to catch up on some of the shows that I missed last week. And uh, thanks for being here. We'll see you guys next time.